tell that's going to be a tough choice to make. Whether today we discuss the efficiency of nuclear power plants or the other pressing question, which is, what's the deal with pit bulls? I think we go for option two, Kyle. I think we do. Those are crap dogs, and I don't care who hears me say it. DarbyCast, Economics Wednesday. Let's talk about the economics of crap dogs. Why not? Kyle and I, we went to the dog park the other day. All you longtime listeners of the DarbyCast know that Kyle has a great dog. Boy, is she well-behaved. She knows all the tricks. Kyle, you are a beast master. Caesar who? Right. Kyle, you train people and rehabilitate dogs. Caesar Milan is a hack compared to you, based on what I've seen with this dog of yours. I mean, get out of town, man. Doesn't even have the breed characteristics of a dog that can fetch, and yet she fetches. What did you do? Kyle, what did you do? What's your secret? You know what? You don't have to tell us. You don't. I like that air of mystery a la Kyle. Very nice. But yeah, so Kyle and I, we were at the dog park the other day, right? Kyle's like, hey, man, you seem a little wound up. Why don't you just get some fresh air, some vitamin D, some fluff McGuff? He never says fluff McGuff. That, those are my words. But we went to the dog park and we were hanging out with his dog, just doing damage in terms of good vibes. You know how that goes. But a golden retriever was there and Kyle's dog. And that retriever, boy, were they just palling around like nobody's business. They were romping around and sniffing each other and giving each other kisses on their noses. Just like, wow, you guys really are well-socialized dogs. I appreciate your owners and your owners' choices of good dog breeds to get. Kyle, what's that dog breed of yours again? What's that? What's going on there? Shepsky, right? Half shepherd, half husky. 50% shepherd, 50% husky, 100% excellent. That's the breakdown, right, Kyle? So, anywho, I'm in kind of a weird funk. Doesn't happen often, but that day was one of those days. And when I say a weird funk, I don't mean like, oh, the sky's falling. Ah, what's going on with all the kids these days? You know, sometimes I have those thoughts, but it wasn't quite on that level. But, you know, I was just kind of, I had an exercise that day. I had a little pent-up energy. And as I'm watching these dogs frolic and enjoy each other's company, I look over at the other owner and I'm like, you're doing a great job, lady. You're doing a really great job. And she was like, yeah, well, like, maybe I'll ask some of my friends to bring their dogs because they've got great dogs too. And I'm like, wow, that's a hell of an offer, ma'am. And I said, by chance, what's... uh?" Uh, so what kind of breeds are your friend's dogs? And she was kind of a Katrina. Her name was Charlotte, but she was a Katrina. You know what I mean? And she was like, oh, well, my friend has a pit bull. And I'm like, you bitch. What are you thinking? We do not allow pit bulls in this dog park. And she was like, what do you mean? It's a public place. And I'm like, is it though? And she was thrown for a loop by that because Honestly, like I had no grounds to be saying those things and I was totally in the wrong, but I was also kind of in the right. If you really understand the deal with pit bulls, what an awful breed, you know, between the years of what was that Kyle 2006 to 2012, 
65% of dog-related human deaths came at the iron jaws of pit bulls? Big no bueno, right? We don't like that, pit bulls. You know, I gave pushback to this lady. I was like, hey, pit bulls are a terrible dog breed. And she was like, well, that's bullshit. I'm like, no, no, you listen to me, hun. I got something to say. And she's like, well, this pit bull's super sweet. And I'm like, well, look up the statistics. Your little sliver of anecdotal gobbledygook, your little frou-frou dipshit story about a friend of yours who, do they even exist? Yeah, I think you're just part of the, I think you're part of the pit bull lobby. You're part of that political special interest group lobbying for pit bulls. We know how pernicious that group is. Always trying to lobby for pit bull stuff. No bueno. I don't like that one bit. I don't like that. But boy, do a lot of people argue against glaring statistics in the way that this lady was. You say like, hey, these are kind of the facts, lady. This is what's going on. And then they're like, but what about this one little anecdote of somebody I know personally? Debunked. Call me a mythbuster because it's over. The argument, I win. And it's like, do you understand? Are you statistically literate, lady? Charlotte? Seems like you're caught in a web of lies. Charlotte's web of lies. Dot net. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Charlotte's web of lies. Dot net. Kyle, buy that website immediately. And can we make it an anti-pitbull awareness website? Do the SEO. Make sure it gets a lot of visibility. Start blogging, Kyle. Kyle and I were pretty aligned on this. And so are the rest of the people at the dog park. People at the dog park, they know. They know, you know, whether they got their poodles or their golden doodles or their labradoodles or any kind of doodle or, you know, some little chunk McGunk tank dog. It's really fluffy. It looks like a sheep. And you're like, what is the breed? And the owner's like, just appreciate the dog. Don't worry about that. And I'm like, fair point. I got a good friend at the dog park now who's got this dog who's just like really something else. Just got one of those bodies that you're just like, Dude, you're a teddy bear. Where'd you come from, huh, pal? What's his breed? Not a pit bull. Got that right, baby. So as this lady was like, yeah, pit bulls are just angels and they're totally misunderstood. I'm like, misunderstood about what? Exactly. And she's like, well, the attacks. And I'm like, the fact that you know exactly what I'm talking about is antithetical to the point that you're trying to make. The fact that it's common knowledge that pit bulls are a vicious and violent breed that are liable to bite other dogs and babies, specifically babies. I feel like I've read a lot of stories and read a lot of stats of like, you know, just go into Google Scholar, find the research paper and just be like, what dogs bite babies' faces randomly on average? You're probably going to get some studies that show pit bulls are the ones that are munching the little face. And this lady, she was frustrated. And Kyle's dog and her dog were still having a good time. They were oblivious to me making a mess verbally at the dog park. And in the back of my head, as I'm having this conversation with this lady, there's like a little voice that's going off. It's like, what are you doing? Shut the hell up. You do not need to engage this lady and prove anything to her. She's probably a really sweet gal. Why do you have to prove her wrong? 
but I was in too deep. And at that point I was like, ah, full send. So I go on my cell phone and I pull up some statistics and I show them, I'm like, look at this. Charlotte, look at the fucking phone. You see these stats? Bad news. And she was like, whoa. I'm like, whoa is right. You are so ignorant, Charlotte. My God. But you feed your dog science diet because it has the word science in it. And you think that makes a whole lot of sense. Charlotte, you're a disgusting excuse for a dog owner. I didn't say that out loud. It was going off in my head, combating that other voice. I was like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? You know, the conscience chiming in, being like, you really didn't need to engage in this situation. Everybody would have been better off if you not said something. And I think it's important that I had that. I should have acted upon that, but I didn't. And I'm a little embarrassed by that, but that's the situation. Then Charlotte's friend pipes in because she's there with a friend. I'm there with Kyle. I'm Kyle's friend. Charlotte is there with her dog and a friend. It's just like this yin and yang of pro pit bull versus like, eh, I'm not so sure. I think I hate him. Kyle hates pit bulls. Like I'm skeptical. And I've seen the data and I'm like, eh, no bueno. I don't like that. And Kyle is a bit more heavy handed, I guess, is one way to put it. But Charlotte and her friend, they're looking at each other, kind of jaws dropped and like, what the, are these guys like trying to prove a point? And it's like, because honestly, we didn't have a whole lot to do that day. And it seemed like something just to pass the time. Why not get in a weird debate with strangers about the dangers of a dog breed? Why the hell not? Is that what life's all about? It might be. It really might be. So anyhow, the friend is pretty sensible. And she's like, now that I've seen these statistics that are gathered by the CDC and other sources, you make a compelling case for pit bulls being canine garbage. And I'm like, thank you. Okay. Thanks for acknowledging that. I am so fucking right. I am so correct in this situation. I will take no other answers. I am not here to mince words. And I didn't need to say any of these things because she already agreed with me. And I'm like, why am I hammering home the point? This is insane. You've probably been there at one point or another. You halfway lost your cool. It's been a tense year or so. And you have like an explosive interaction. I never yelled, but I was just like, really? feeling it. I was feeling the vibe and I was on a roll and I was like, yes, take that. And she's like, well, what do we do about it? And I was like, lady, you know what we do about it. And then Kyle pipes in. He's like, kill him. I'm like, Kyle, that was implied. Subtlety, Kyle. Use it. And she just was aghast. She had a look of shock and disbelief that Kyle this amazing dog owner with a great dog who seems like just an A-plus guy, because he is, would say something as savage and honest as, well, these dogs are committing a lot of violence and biting a lot of babies in the face. We should not breed more of them. Maybe we should send them all up to that farm up north if you catch my drift. I wasn't totally on board with this. I was just like, all right, just don't bring them around dog parks. That was like my original thought. And then Kyle was like, nope, we got to murder them. We need to send them to a watery grave. And I'm like, Kyle, 
I hope you haven't thought too much about this because this is starting to get pretty alarming. But he did bring up an interesting point. These girls weren't really having Kyle's impassioned speech about murdering dogs. But I think that's a tough gap to bridge for a lot of people to go from like, that's not a very safe breed to like, how about we wipe them off the face of the planet? Kyle, that's a little much, okay? It's coming from a place of love. I understand, Kyle. You love your dog and you don't want your dog to be attacked by a pit bull randomly as if it were a baby and the baby was just a newborn enjoying the world. I had to do some further research because Kyle and I, we felt like we really slapped it to those gals, like just a meaningless victory in life, but we treated it as if we just won the Super Bowl, that we were doing great things. And if we had a bottle of champagne, we probably would have just sprayed it everywhere. And she'd be like, yeah, take that, baby. This was such an inappropriate interaction, but like, let me continue to tell you about it. So I want to do more research on this whole pit bull thing because I've had a hunch for a long time that these pit bulls were run-of-the-mill murderers of babies and dogs. Iron-jawed monsters. Just a thing of nightmares. And I'm like, you know, the last stats I saw were from 2006 to 2012. But since then, I'm guessing there's a lot more people who have gotten pit bulls who really shouldn't have pit bulls, right? First off, I think if you've got a high energy working dog breed, that if you can't give that dog the training that it deserves, you should not have that dog. You shouldn't. No way, Jose. I don't like that, right? Is that like a racial phrase now, or is that still like a casual colloquialism? Can we still say no way, Jose, Kyle? All right, whatever. But I wanted to follow up. I'm like, all right, what are the updated stats? And so I type into Google Pitbull attack statistics. And then what comes up for the first like three pages? Articles on the misconceptions about Pitbulls being dangerous. And I'm like, good Lord, the Pitbull lobby has gotten to Google. I'm sick of it. There is so much dirty money in Pitbulls, in the fighting rings, in the lobbying to Congress and to big tech? Disgusting. Goodness. I don't like it one bit. So I came across some article because I was like, that's really what these idiots are saying, right? And this article, it says, are pit bulls dangerous? And then the first sentence in a word, no. And it's like, you're so wrong. And then the follow-up sentence, many people, all caps, think they are. And if you ask them for proof, they send you lists of bite statistics and news reports of pit bull attacks. Next sentence. But that doesn't prove anything. And it's like, what? What do you mean that doesn't prove anything? Statistics? Doesn't prove anything? What's wrong with you? Person writing the article? Is there a name given here? What a mess, right? This article doesn't even have an author. And I wouldn't put my name next to something so embarrassing either if I wrote it. When I was trying to lobby for the undermining of the entire field of medical statistics, what are you talking about? Huh? Whoever wrote this, what are you talking about? And sure, does this get us into the conversation of are there bad dogs or are there just bad owners? I think that is mostly true. There are some really crap dog owners. 
real idiots who are like, pit bulls are so misunderstood. I'm going to adopt one. And then they're out of the house for eight hours a day and they leave that thing tethered to a bush. And surprise, surprise, it gets out. You know, I saw a picture of a pit bull that had eaten through a telephone pole the other day when I was web searching images of scary pit bulls. And sure, searching that sort of term is obviously going to bring up some interesting results. Kyle, your dog's scratching at the door. She understands how inappropriate pit bulls are in everything that they do. Eating through telephone poles? Kyle? My goodness. What do you do with them? We've got Kyle's option, and then you've got, I don't know. I don't know what another good option is. But get them out, right? So let me continue with the story. Kyle and I, we go back to the dog park later that evening, and we're just having a hard relax. We're drinking some seltzer water. High quality stuff out of a glass bottle. That's right, San Pellegrino. And we're enjoying ourselves. We're hydrating and we're like, what a day. We totally smacked it to those retriever owners who were trying to lobby for pit bulls. It's like, who are you in bed with, ladies? Who's fattening up your pocketbook, cutting you checks just so you can propagandize pit bulls to unsuspecting dog park owners? Kyle and I refuse to fall victim to such underhanded tactics. We know who you're working for, ladies. <sighs> so Kyle and I were sipping on these San Pellegrinos, really enjoying ourselves, and we're like, how could today get any better? Sun's setting, there's a cool breeze. Kyle, your dog's great. All the other dogs at this dog park, we went back to the same dog park. They're incredible. They all know basic commands like come, sit, stay, shake. Some of them even know the high five command. Really impressive stuff. It's a really great day, but then surprise, surprise, what happens? Oh, you already guessed it. Some lady with a pit bull and the pit bull's wearing a pink bow on its collar. And let me just say, lady, you're not fooling anyone. You are just not. You know, dress up your dog with a pink bow and try to deceive the world. And in this case, the world is the microcosm of the world, which is the dog park. You're going to try to deceive us into thinking that your dog is some sort of innocent sweetheart? Kyle was the one who saw the dog. Kyle, your awareness. Like if you were a video game character, 99 awareness. That's what you get in a sports game. You get 99 awareness. Very underappreciated statistic, but I know you've got that. You're maxed out doesn't go into triple digits. You are topped out in the double digits. Nine, nine, Kyle. So Kyle sees this pink bowed pit bull like 500 yards away. And he just turns to me and ever so quietly is just like, we've got company. And immediately I knew we had a situation on our hands. There was a pit bull approaching the park. Oof, very dangerous stuff. And the owner of the pit bull you could tell she was way out of her league. Why? Because the dog was walking her, just pulling her along, this muscular, burly murderer dog, just pulling her along, taking her for a ride. And it's like, control your dog, lady, or at least make an attempt. Try to fool people around you into thinking that you have some kind of control over the murderous animal that you call your best friend. Boy, are you ignorant. Anywho, so the lady comes and she's just getting yanked all over the place and the 
Pitbull enters the first partition of the dog park. I'm going to tell you about the layout of this dog park. There are four partitions, one of which is kind of the loading dock where you go in and out, right? In and out of there. And the lady just walks her dog into the loading area. And the dog is just pacing around, breathing heavily, occasionally just being snarling and barking, clearly ready to murder somebody, just hoping that this was maybe a baby park instead of a dog park. Just had that look in its eyes. My goodness. So one of Kyle's dog park friends had his dog and he was like, I got to leave. What do I do? And some lady was like, don't worry about it. He's got a pink bow. And Kyle's friend fell for it. He fell for the oldest trick in the pit bull book, which is the old pink bow. The dog was a boy. Okay. The pit bull was a boy. You put a pink bow on it. What does that do to a dog? Makes it feel humiliated. Also, it's sloppy camouflage. That is the sloppiest camouflage I've ever seen. That's like somebody wearing Arctic camo in the jungle or wearing jungle camo in the Arctic. You stick out like a sore thumb and everybody's like, you have no business being here. You are not combat ready and you're trigger happy and you are a liability. If you ever see somebody in the wrong colored camo for the area that you're in, just march right up to them and be like, you are a casualty waiting to happen. And then you just walk away. But this guy with his dog, who's a total sweetheart, trying to leave through the loading area. It's one way in, one way out of this dog park. And as he opens the gate to go into this loading area, pink, bow, pit bull, dog owner, lady, yells out, he's not socialized. And it's like, oh, goodness. Boy, is this about to escalate. Kyle and I, we knew it. We finished our San Pellegrinos and then we marched over there slowly because we didn't want to seem like we were rattled. We just wanted to be confident. Dogs pick up on stuff like that, your body language. Like if a dog sees you taking out a Pellegrino in a very relaxed fashion, instantly is going to pick up on your leadership skills and understand that you are the alpha, not just of the pack, but of maybe the world. Nothing says complete power player like lazy, unhurried consumption of Italian mineral water out of a glass bottle. San Pellegrino, obviously. People just know that you know what's up. So Kyle and I, we walked over to the enclosure. And as you can imagine, the dogs had begun fighting immediately. And the pit bull latched onto this other dog's neck and wouldn't give up. Would not give up. People were screaming like, I knew it. That pink bow was a disguise. We knew that from the beginning. Can you believe there were some people fooled by that? pretty naive, but it's really getting tense. This pit bull has latched onto Kyle's friend's dog in a huge way. Everybody's yelling. And then a local hero, also one of Kyle's friends, approached that dog. And he's a student of stuff. And he had a book and a mechanical pencil. And he started whacking the pit bull with the book and nothing happened. The pit bull was still happy as a clam, chomping away. At a dog's neck, blood going everywhere. This is not okay. If you were wondering whether this was okay or not. Then our studious friend, he took out the mechanical pencil and he started jabbing that dog in its haunch, its hindquarters, its 
leg, it's bottom, kind of the hamstring area. Mechanical pencil to the leg. Pitbull did not release the bite. So now you're coming to the conclusion that most of the civilized world has is that pit bulls are animals from hell, sent by the devil himself. Hellhounds. That's right. Terrible, miserable dogs. Just the worst. So sinister. Totally inappropriate at all times. Levels of inappropriateness exceeding thresholds of inappropriateness. And boy, do we hate seeing that. Anywhere. If you're a Darby Cast doctor, appropriateness thresholds are something that you hold near and dear. I know this. We all know this. So then what? Deus ex machina. Act of God. This oversized dog trainer who has a heart of gold and a really big body. She cried out from 50 yards away. Somebody stick a thumb in the dog's ass. And it was just like, lady, you are such a pro. Because that's what you do during a dog attack. If you want to get the dog to settle down, thumb in the butt. And everybody was kind of frozen, even Kyle. I expected you to step up, Kyle, and you didn't. And that was disappointing, but you're still a good dude. You were rattled. Everybody was rattled. I was rattled. I'll admit it. So as this vicious dog fight that was loud and bloody and gruesome was going on from 50 yards away, this dog trainer was like six foot four, 203 pounds, give or take. She just, Usain bolts her way over and full layout dives thumb first into the dog's bottom. And it wasn't just like a placid, it was the only thing I could compare her thumb and that dog's bottom to, it's like a death metal concert mosh pit. There was a lot of, um, a lot of contact, a lot of, uh, things banging into one another. And the dog immediately released its jaws. And you know what the owner did in that moment? She was like, oops. And boy. That led us to another conclusion. Well, it led Kyle to another conclusion. Kyle was having none of it. Kyle was pretty charged after that. As we were walking away from the dog park in the aftermath of this, everybody left the dog park because they were like, geez, like we need to start an organization to lobby for the extermination of all pit bulls ever. Obviously, that was Kyle. I don't know if anybody else was thinking that. But as Kyle and I, we were walking away with this wonderful dog who's super well-trained and would never hurt anybody unless instructed to. Kyle's command. It's a great dog, Kyle. Kyle was like, do you think we should kill pit bull owners too? And I was like, Kyle, maybe. I don't know, man. You bring up a hell of a question. You know, it's really interesting, right? So I feel like there should be background checks for people getting pit bulls. Like, are you a pro dog trainer? Are you deluded into thinking that you are getting some kind of cuddly pet? Or do you understand the risks and responsibilities that goes with raising a killer that could snap at any moment and murder your entire family in their sleep? Sign here, initial there, right? Where is that? And when we're getting into background checks, it makes me think of the nonsensical legislation being passed by Congress right now that has to do with firearms and all the unconstitutional, backwards, shady back alley crap that's happening where they're trying to take your guns away. And then I see that. I'm like, the pit bull lobby's got its hands all over this. 
this legislation was probably originally designed for limiting ownership of pit bulls and then pit bull lobby all of a sudden gets their hands on it and they're requiring psych evaluations on gun owners and saying if you get caught with three rounds of ammo you're going to jail and it's like how about we just take that new weapons legislation and slap it to pit bulls and maybe you regard the constitution and realize that the second amendment is meant to be an equal and opposite resisting force to that of the government. People should be able to own tanks and drones and be able to do the kind of damage that the government could potentially do to them if the government decided to go rogue and tyrannical, much like a pit bull. Yeah, we need to legislate pit bulls. I wouldn't mind doing background checks for pit bulls. Sensible pit bull laws. Where's that been? I'll tell you where it's been. Buried by the pit bull lobby disgusting. Talk about infringing on people's rights. How many babies' faces are we going to allow to be eaten? And if you had a tank, do you think pit bulls would bug you a whole lot? No. If you had a Gatling gun, if you had a rail gun, by the way, rail guns are not covered by the Second Amendment because of the way that they propel projectiles. So rail guns are still fair game. So if you don't have a firearm, Consider buying a rail gun. ATF can't touch you with that. That's the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Weird to throw those three things together. Anybody ever thought of that? Like, why are we lumping these all together, huh? Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms all in one agency? I know I'm bouncing all over the place, but this makes total sense to all the Darby cast doctors. Oh, does it? It totally does. So what do you do with pit bulls? That's the big question for the day, because I don't have a good answer. Kyle's got his answer, and I've got my question mark, which is like, first, let's try to limit the lobbying power of some of these special interest groups in Washington. Can we overturn the court decision, Citizens United, right? Undo a couple other things, take our government back and start keeping our people safe? Tell you what. Goodness gracious. I mean, we could get into a nice Second Amendment who'd done it, but let's focus on the issue at hand. Savage, unruly breeds that are ticking time bombs of teeth catastrophes just waiting to happen. Get them out. Can we deport them? Can we deport the pit bulls? Round them up? Send them to Canada? I wouldn't mind that. Just dump them on Trudeau's lawn and be like, this is your problem now. And Trudeau wouldn't have the balls to resist that. He wouldn't have any way of giving pushback because he's an apologist, definitely a pit bull apologist. If you run into a pit bull apologist in today's day and age, you go right up to him and you set him straight. Even though that voice in your head's going to be kind of popping off and be like, what are you doing? Sometimes doing what's right is not always pleasant. Telling people the truth about the violence of pit bulls is not always going to go well, but it's your duty. And you see a pit bull and you're like, that is mayhem. That is a disgusting amalgamation of amino acids and rage. That thing is not safe. Tell people to get lost. And deep down, they know. They're like, I know this dog is such a liability. I shouldn't have got it. I don't know what I'm doing. Deep down, they know that. And that's why they get so defensive when you tell them. Pit bulls are a crap breed. They're not safe. 
and you say, well, what about this? And you're like, just take the loss, okay? You already know that your dog sucks and that it's probably going to kill your firstborn just because it was slightly hungry, right? Just bite the whole baby's face off. You know that as a pit bull owner, yet you willfully ignore it just because these pit bull apologists. We got to take a multi-pronged approach to it. Shame the hell out of pit bull owners. Dismantle the pit bull lobby in Washington, D.C. Also overturn the court decision, Citizens United. That's not entirely related, but it would be a good thing to do regardless. And then see what happens to the economics of the country. After all, this is an Economics Wednesday. Imagine a world without pit bulls, or at least a country without pit bulls. Boy, would we just be tap dancing all over the world, just dunking on people economically. There'd be a lot less problems in the country. You know, when people are terrified of getting their baby's face ripped off, they're not as productive at work. That's a fact. You know it's true. I know it's true. So just let's ship them up to Canada. Kyle, we're not going to kill them. I'm sorry, dude. I got to put my foot down. I got to put my foot down there. 50 years ago, Kyle, 60, 70 years ago, people would have entertained an idea like that and been like, Hell yeah, this dude gets it. But we're not in those times anymore, Kyle, where you can just say crap like that. Okay? PETA would have a field day if we advocated for the wide-scale packing of pit bulls onto barges and sinking them. You remember when you told me that idea, Kyle? It was very creative, but it was also disturbing. Just know that. It's okay, though, man. You're a good dude. You're a good dog trainer, and you've got a great dog, so you don't have anything to worry about. Nobody's coming for your dogs, aside from the pit bulls, provided that we don't do the right thing. And that'll do it for DarbyCast, Economics Wednesday, pit bulls, garbage.